Hello, and welcome to Church at Five. You may have noticed that uh, we're not in the church sanctuary today. Uh, we're actually, this is coming coming to you from my office at home. And the reason is, uh, there's a couple reasons for that, uh, but I want to go all the way back to the beginning, uh, looking back to Friday morning, actually. And on Friday morning, I had woke up, went, would, had just finished the sermon the night before, um, continuing in our series, Humans of the Bible, and I was ready, uh, kind of looking at my notes, and then uh, honestly, actually started looking at, uh, just glancing at Facebook just briefly, and man, my heart became so heavy with all that's going on in the world. So many different things that are happening uh, that draw our attention, that make us feel uncertain, that make us feel, yeah, conflicted. And I thought, God, what do we, what do we do with this? Actually, I, I prayed and I got to a point where I, I really was crying out to God almost uh, uh, with an, an anxiousness. God, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do in this time, in this age that we're in? How am I supposed to respond to all the things that are happening in this world right now? We live in an age right now where things are so uncertain and people are so polarized in their opinions and everybody's throwing around their thoughts and ideas as this truth that they have for the world. And yet we live in an age and a time when absolute truth, the truth found in God's word, a concrete foundational truth, we're told is impossible. It can't be. There's no such thing as absolute truth. So what are we meant to stand on then? What are we meant to cling to, to believe in amidst the roar of these crashing waves that hit us every time we simply turn on our phones. It's inescapable. What are we meant to stand on? Well, I think what God put on my heart on Friday was that we needed to take time for a prayer service. And so we didn't go through our normal uh, kind of continuing in our series we instead did a prayer service on Friday, and I'm coming to you now. We actually tried, we did record it, but there was a problem, and it didn't record properly, uh, and so uh, it, it wouldn't really work to post it anyway, but uh, I think this is a maybe a good opportunity uh, to do something a bit different here in our uh, YouTube uh, videos as well. And so I'm coming to you now to just kind of walk you through what we went through on Friday, and challenge you because I know that many of you feel the same. You also feel this uncertainty, this instability, this division that seems to be roaming through the world and it's sometimes hard to know what to grab onto, what to hold onto. And I think right now, maybe more than ever, the world, certainly more than in my lifetime so far, in my experience, the world needs godly men and women to rise up. To rise up and to be pillars, to be foundations in this world. To be something that people can look to. 
to be godly men and women that know how to respond in grace, in peace, in love when confronted with uncertainty, confusion, anger, hatred, fear, anxiety, depression, when we're confronted with these things by the world, we would know how to respond. We would know how to act. We would know what to cling to and what to lead people to, to have the truth of God so firmly written in our hearts that it sends ripples out into our communities around us. It affects people when we have something foundational and firm in our lives. We need God's word, God's truth, because God's, power, God's truth is in his word, and his word is powerful to change lives. We need that word to be written in our hearts, to be built up in his truth. And so today, as we did on Friday, today here on Sunday with you, I want to encourage you to pray, that we pray together. You're, you're where you are, I'm where I am. Maybe you're in a group right now, maybe you're in, with your small group, whatever it might be, that we pray together. That we pray that we may, may see this foundation kind of being built up in us. We need prayer to do that. Don't you see? Don't you see that we live in such a changing world right now? I believe it's really hard to know where we're headed. Who would have thought we'd be where we are now if we looked back a year, two years, even six months? Who knows where we are headed to next? And I think there's this kind of uh, maybe hope. And I think, I think it's good to hope that, that we maybe are heading back to some kind of normal that we had before. Uh, but I think that this was a world-changing event. And I don't know what normal might look like when we come out on the other side. I'm hopeful, but I also think it is wise and prudent that we as Christians are ready today. Are you ready? Are you ready today, Christian? Are you ready for what might be coming next? You see, the devil is roaming around this world, seeking someone to devour. Let's not make ourselves easy marks. Let's not make ourselves easy targets. Not knowing what we really believe in, having no foundation to stand on. And so when we are a kind of confronted with the confusion that seems to be at our doorstep all the time, that we wouldn't, we don't want to be washed away. We don't want the sand under our feet to be swept away as things begin to change. We want to be standing on something firm, on a strong foundation. And that's number one in God's word. And I think that we see that foundation affirmed and built up through prayer. And so we want to take time to pray. And I want to go through four pillars today. Of prayer, And I would encourage you to adopt these uh, four pillars of prayer uh, to your own prayer life personally. Uh, but today what I'm going to do, uh, this is what we did in our, our Friday service in the kind of time of prayer. And we'll do it a little bit different here. Uh, we actually, every, we had people who could, wanted to pray who could stand up and pray. 
but obviously uh, I can't hear you pray. And so what I want to do is I'm going to go through these four pillars and the prayer, the pillars are going to be adoration. So adoration or praise, uh, thanksgiving, petition, and hope, prayers of hope. And I'm going to just say a few words about each of these, and then I'm going to read a verse. And I'll say just a really short prayer. I know there's always more uh, that can be prayed, but I don't want to just sit here and pray uh, for long, long periods of time. I want to just say a short prayer uh, kind of as an example of each of these types of prayer. And then I would encourage you to pause the video. Uh, if you're in a group, pray together. Take as much time as you need, if it's, if it's two minutes or if it's 30 minutes, uh, and just pray through these types of prayer. Um, and then at the end, I will... Just kind of close us off with our uh, kind of closing blessing that we do uh, in every service. Uh, so that will be kind of the idea that we'll be doing uh, here in the next few minutes. Now, the first prayer is adoration. Why adoration? Why praise? Why do we start there? Man, I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I, I see all these things going on. And I just, I want to be like, God, what do I do? What do I do? Or what, what does this mean? Or pray for this situation or that situation. It's our instinct to do that. But that's our that's our fear that's driving us. It's it's fear and, and just an anxiousness about what's going on in the world. And we have to put that down. We have to let that, lay that aside. And what adoration does, as I said on Friday, adoration puts us looking up. It puts us, our focus on God. And man, when you're looking up at God and you see, man, you're so big, you're so amazing, you're so mighty, you're so powerful, you're so wonderful and glorious. When we just begin to open our hearts to praising him and adoring him for who he is, suddenly our worries are already almost gone because we remember who we're trusting in. Because that's the real question in prayer. Who are you praying to? Who are you bringing your concerns to? Who are you asking for help. Do you know him? Do you know who he is? Do you know how big he is? Take time to remember that in your times of prayer. So this is a, a psalm. I'll read a psalm. Psalm 111, 111 uh, verses 1 through 3. It says, Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart and in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. So he's saying, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to glorify him. I'm going to extol his name wherever I am, no matter who's around me. I want people to know that I serve a great and big God. He says, great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. Let me pray. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Father, you are mighty. You are big. You are glorious. You are above all other names. You are above all things. You are in the highest of places with dominion over all things. There is nothing that is out of your control. There is nothing, Father, that you are surprised by. You are forever. You stand outside of time and space. You are eternal. You are unfathomable. How amazed I am when I even take a moment in my small, puny brain to try and comprehend your greatness. I thank you that I'm humbled as I look up at you. You are holy, holy, holy. 
Mighty is the name of the Lord. And when we think on you and your greatness, how humbling it is to know that you love us from your place of might, creator of all things, Lord over all things, and yet you love us. We fix our eyes now on you. We take time now to forget about our problems, to look away from the world, to look away from ourselves, and to gaze onto your face in all of its splendor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you now to take time, pause the video, to pray. Well, if you paused the video and took some time to pray, I hope it was an encouragement to just remember who God is. Remember him and his greatness. If you are watching all the way through this uh, at once, uh, that's also okay. But I still encourage you to adopt these prayers into your own prayer life. The next prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving. It's so important to pray prayers of thanksgiving. Again, before we get to what we need from God, we want to just take time. We first we look up at him and his greatness, and then we just, in that moment, it leads automatically to thanksgiving. We become thankful, not just for the great things he's done and the good things he's done in our life, uh, but also even our troubles, even our the things that we're conflicted by, we can be thankful for, knowing that in all things he is working them out for our good. We can find just thanksgiving in our heart for all things. So I want to read uh, another psalm. This is Psalm 105, 1 through 4. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make him make him known among the nations that he what he has done, sorry. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Pray. Father, we thank you in the midst of this time of chaos that we are reminded of who you are, that your deeds are great and glorious and you care for us. We thank you that in even those of us who are maybe dealing with suffering or troubled times or trials, that we can count it all joy, not the trials themselves. But we can count it joy knowing that we serve a God who is greater than our trials, who is working our trials and our troubles out for something good in us and for those around us. We thank you, Father, for each and every breath that we take, that it is by your grace that we woke this morning, and it is by your grace, Father, that we have all that we've been given and blessed with. And we thank you, Father, that it is by your grace you are bringing us forward and strengthening us and preparing us for what is to come. We offer our thanks to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I would encourage you to take time to think of all the things in your life you can thank God for. Well, if you paused the video and took some time for Thanksgiving, I hope that uh, it was also an encouragement for you. 
And now moving to our next pillar of prayer, I wanted to finally get to prayers of petition. And I'll read Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What an encouragement. Man, we flip through Facebook right now. We flip through, we watch the news articles that are coming up on our feeds all the time. How can you not be anxious? How can you not be worried in this time? God's word is telling us, man, you don't need to be anxious about any situation, even now, even in all of this that's happening in the world. But by prayer, by bringing it to God, by presenting our requests to him, with thanksgiving, knowing that he is working all things out for our good, we can just present it to him and surrender it to him, right? Because we, we've already took time. We know how big he is. We've took time to remember all the things that we've experienced that we can be thankful for. If God is that big and has worked so well in our lives, he will be faithful now. And so with that, I, I'm just going to focus on praying for our church. Uh, but I encourage you, pray anything. Take your time to pray for anything in your life. Uh, but also really maybe praying for just the authorities and, and kind of uh, leaders in our world right now, that they would have wisdom. Praying for all the churches around the world, that they would have wisdom in how to deal with these situations, how to build up the people of God well, so that we have godly men and women rising up in this time of chaos. And lastly, to pray for our local church, our local community here in Calvary Chapel, uh, and that God would prepare us for what he needs us to be ready for in this time. So let's pray. Yeah, Father, we do think of all of the churches around the world. We think of all of the uh, just, uh, yeah, churches and leaders who maybe also are in the same situation. Well, how do I do? How do I respond to this? And, oh, that they would have wisdom and insight in this season. And I pray for our church, for Calvary Chapel, Lord, that we as a church would always remember that we are not merely called to pray for other churches, uh, which we are called to do. Uh, but we don't want to simply say, oh, we hope that they are ready for what you want to do, but that we too would pray and be ready for what you want to do. Whatever might be coming next, whatever might be headed our way in this next season we're entering as a, as a world and as the global church, that we in our home of Freiburg, would be ready to stand firm for what we believe, to not be moved by the shifting sands of the world, but to stand firm on your word, stand firm in who we are in Christ, to be planted in him, to be rooted in Christ in all things, so that we would be pillars that would ripple into the world around us. We would affect Freiburg, and that we would be ready for that. Prepare us, Father. Put your word in our heart, may it be written firmly so that we know your truth and are not moved by anything else. In Jesus' name, amen. So I encourage you to take time now to pray and bring all of your petitions to the Lord. So I hope that was also an encouragement and you were able to lay a lot of your burdens, your anxieties, your petitions to God. Lastly, I want to close with a prayer or a time of prayer of hope. See, we need more than ever 
to have hope. And I want to read this verse, uh, Romans 15, 13, which really explains or helps us to understand why it's so important. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That sounds good, right? I want to have joy. I want to have peace no matter what, no matter what's going on in the world. You may have joy and peace as you trust in him. So that, so there's just the so that, so there's a reason, there's a reason why we want to have this joy, why we want to be uh, filled with peace and joy and hope, so that you may overflow, overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the truth that we have written in our hearts when we know Christ and we know him as our Lord and our Savior, it's an awesome truth, but sometimes it, it can feel harsh. The Bible even says that it's like a sword. It cuts. It divides. But it also contains great, great hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's good news that you've been given. The truth itself can be a bit potent. But when we are filled with the hope that it brings and peace and joy, oh, it's attractive. It's so attractive. When people around us look at us, they should see that hope in us. And when we pray through prayers like this, looking who at who God is, thanking him for everything he's done, bringing our requests, bringing our problems, our burdens, our anxieties to him, oh, we're only left with hope and joy and peace. And that will affect the people around you because they're not used to it. In the midst of all of the anger and chaos that's been stirred up in this world, people need that. They need to look at you and say, what is different? Why do you have such hope in the midst of all of this? And it gives us an opportunity to say, I can tell you why. <laughs> I can tell you why I have hope. Because Christ is in me. Because I know a great truth found in God's word. We need that hope in us. And it's a great way to gain or to see that hope kind of being uh, built up within us when we take time to pray. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for who you are. We thank you so much that you are a good, powerful, gracious, awesome creator God. We thank you that we can look at everything in our lives and look at how you've worked all things out for our good and be filled with thanksgiving in our hearts. And we can bring all of our anxieties, all of our fears, all of our worries to you and lay them down and know that we don't need to bring any, we don't need to hold on to the worry. We don't need to hold on to the angst, the anxiety or the, the fear. And you replace all of those with joy and peace and hope. We know who we are in you. We know where you are leading us. We know that you are working things out in our lives and you are in control of all things. That you are with us. You are for us and not against us. May this hope fill us not just so that we may feel good about ourselves or sleep well, but that we may be filled with hope that it overflows into others' lives around us, in our workplace, in our families, 
in our, our fellow students that we're surrounded by, and teachers and people on the streets, wherever it might be, anyone we come in contact, that that hope would be un, unescapable. People would not just sense it, but want to know about it. Fill us with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit that we may have peace and joy and hope in the midst of this chaotic season that we are in, built up on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, trusting in our Creator God above all things. May this be our foundation. May we be salt and light in this world as we shine the hope that we've received from you onto everyone around us. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you now to just continue that prayer. Continue to pray for hope in you and in our church and in all believers around the world. And then I'll close with a blessing. So if you took time to do that, uh, praying for hope, I hope that was also an encouragement for you. And now I will just close out our service uh, with a blessing from 1 Thessalonians 5. And then we will close our service. And next week we will continue uh, with uh, Humans of the Bible, uh, looking at Elijah. And on next Friday, we will also have, our, we'll continue our service on Friday. Uh, so uh, Friday at 5. And that will, as planned, be our last Friday service. Uh, after that, we will go back to Sunday. So this coming Friday, uh, don't forget to register, bring your mask, and uh, try and make it there to our service. Um, and it will be our last Friday service, and after that, we will go back to Sundays. And I hope to see you there as well in two weeks. So now, let me pray a blessing. May... The God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Amen. Well, have a blessed rest of your week and hope to see you 